Greetings everybody, this is Suzanne from suzannesministries.co.uk Today we will be speaking for Him to dwell in us. As we give ourselves for the Lord each day, so He gives of Himself to be with us. James 4 5 to 8 says, Or do you suppose that is in vain that the scripture says he yearns jealousy over the spirit which he has made to dwell in us? For he gives more grace. Therefore it says, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. Subject yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, your men of double mind. The Holy Spirit dwells in our hearts. We have to be cleansed of any sin within us. No matter how close we come to the Lord, sin can still come up as an issue to be dealt with. Even the smallest sin can cut us off from the presence of God until it is confessed and dealt with. To be cut off from the presence of God will be terrible for us even for a short while. We will understand how Jesus felt when he cried out in Mark 15, 34. And it was the ninth hour. Jesus cried with a loud voice, Eloi, Eloi, lama sabbathani, which means, my God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? God could not look on Jesus while he was carrying the sin of the world upon him. Your sin, my sin. God is holy. He cannot look upon sin. We become separated from him if we sin. Only what Jesus did for us on the cross can cleanse us from that sin. We have to return to the cross of Jesus in repentance and receive his forgiveness. Then we are set free to come back into his presence. We need to be careful not to grieve the Holy Spirit. It may take time to regain the level that you were walking in the Lord before. For this reason, we ought to walk in the Lord very carefully, keeping our eyes open, thinking and praying, keeping clear from sin as we would from a plague. As James 4, 7 says, Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. If we resist the devil, God will dare well with us. As 2 Chronicles 6.18 says, But will God dwell indeed with, a, with man on the earth? Behold, heaven and the highest heaven cannot contain thee. And Revelation 21.3-4 says, And I heard a loud voice, from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling of God is with man. 
He will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself will be with them. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain any more, for former things have passed away. But we still live in the formal times. The second coming of Jesus has not yet occurred. These verses are speaking of heaven. The good news is that Jesus' first coming has already happened and Jesus ascended into heaven. He sent his Holy Spirit to dwell in our hearts. We are able to come into his glorious presence and we are able to live in his presence and the Holy Spirit can dwell in our hearts. We have already passed from death to life. We also become one of his people. We become connected with God as he becomes connected to us. For God's spirit dwells in us. 1 Corinthians 3, 16 to 17 says, Do you not know you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? If anyone destroy God's temple, God will destroy him. For God's temple is holy, and that temple you are. Colin Urquhart once gave me a wonderful sermon of the temple within us, and I have made it part of my life. He spoke first on the four pillars. One, holiness. We have to live a holy life clean from sin. Two, faith. We have to live a life of faith in Jesus. Three, love. We need love and through his love to love one another. And four, power. Through living for Jesus, dying to self, in order to live for others, will release God's power through us in whatever gifts the Lord has given to us. The temple also has a roof. We will call this truth. For we have to walk in full truth, for truth sets us free. The temple also has walls. The walls of wisdom keep outside what should be kept outside that is all sin. And keep inside what should be kept inside, the presence of the Lord. The temple also has windows to let the light of the Lord, full of glory. Here we meet with God, where the Holy of Holies lives, in constant communication with the Lord, who will then enable our light to shine before men. Isn't this wonderful? We also have senses. Eyes are the windows of our bodies, letting the light in. We must never let any darkness pollute this. Do not look at bad things, as this will let darkness in. Rather fix your eyes on Jesus, only look on the positive things in life, on doing good. 
ears, like eyes, can let darkness and negative things to enter in if we listen to bad things, even gossip or unbelief. Don't listen to it. Be holy to the Lord. Then we have a mouth, a doorway to the overflow. Out of the heart, the mouth speaks. We need to give account for every foolish word, for the power of the word is powerful. We should rather be as a fountain of life to bless, encourage, forgive. Nothing negative should ever come out of our mouths. What we say should be holy, for God knows our words even before they are on our lips. He discerns what is in his temple. Through the Holy Spirit, God is able to dwell in our hearts. Is this not worth everything? Is this not the most wonderful gift, the most wonderful potential for our lives, to have the Holy Spirit to dwell in our hearts every day of our lives? Is this not why Paul prays in Ephesians 3, 14 to 19? For this reason, I bow the knees before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and earth is named, that according to the riches of his glory may grant you to be strengthened with might through his spirit in the inner man, and that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, and you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have the power to comprehend with all the saints what is the breadth and length and height and depth and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled up with all the fullness of God. To comprehend the love of God would take all eternity and then we only discover the beginning of it. The Lord gave me a tiny glimpse of his love some time ago. I had raised my voice in sharp rebuke towards my daughter and then realized it was not God's way. I came to the Lord in repentance expecting a deserved rebuke but instead experienced his love and then he spoke to me these words. You are mine and I am doing a new thing in your life and that will release you fully into my work. You need to spend much time in my love. You need to absorb my love deep, deep within your heart. So much so that you become secure in my love. Trust in my love. Know my love. Then, my child, you will not turn away as unworthy from me at every mistake you make, but shall run into my arms instead. For worthlessness has nothing to do with love. Worthlessness is not of self-effort of the world. Worthiness is not a self-effort of the world, but love. My child, love is so much higher, so much stronger. Love is of myself. And this love, my child, you need to become so grounded in and secure that nothing will be able to shake it.
nothing will be able to separate it. And he then led me to Romans 8, 35 to 39. Who shall separate us from the love of God? Shall tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? As it is written, for thy sake we are being killed all day long. We are regarded as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am sure that neither death nor life nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, or anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus as Lord. This is unconditional love. This world made a perfect impact upon me. Instead of a mistake making me react out of fear, I can now react out of love. To do things out of love is the right motive because love is unearned. It makes one humble and keeps one humble. One realizes deep within that it is the only through love and the grace of Jesus that we have any hope at all. It is through him alone and what he did on the cross for us, that we have this glorious new life in him and be partakers of his wonderful love and have his precious Holy Spirit to dwell in our hearts. And this has also helped me to correct my daughter through love. As John 14:15 to 21 says, If you love me, you will keep my commandments and I will pray the Father and he will give you another counsellor to be with you forever, even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him or knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will not leave you desolate. I will come to you yet a little while and the world will see me no more. But you will see me because I live, you will live also. In that day you will know that I am in the Father, and you in me, and I in you. He who has my commandments keeps them. He who loves me, and he who loves me, will be loved by my Father, and I will love him, and manifest myself to him. God bless you. This is Suzanne's Ministries, www. Suzanne's Ministries.co.uk God bless you.